Good afternoon and welcome to This Week with our Coral Gables Chamber of Commerce and Miami's Community Newspapers. I'm Mark Trowbridge, joined by Adele. And we're talking about Adele because this is her song that talks about photographs. And today is National Photography Day. Now, for many of you, being photographed is a daily phenomenon, whether it's the occasional selfie or it's the opportunity to uh, be out and about. No matter what, let's document what's going on. Because if it isn't on your social media page, then it likely did not happen. Isn't that right? Grant? Yes, sir. Great to see you. Thanks so much for being part of last week. I missed our out. collaboration. I was just going to say that last week we had a total head fake. I get here. Tommy breaks the news to me that I'm doing the show with Michael, which we've done a couple oh, of times. Excuse me. Excuse me. Morgan, are you awake? We're live. As you want she to make knows. Sure She's always ahead of the game. <laughs> She's always up from her nap by three. Now, most importantly, you know, Michael did a great job, but we don't have the same rapport or banter. Plus, I think he's always a little bit nervous around me. I think a lot of people... You think he'd learn not to be after having grown up with you. Yeah, well, I, some people get nervous around you. I don't. Well, I have a big personality. I'm pretty comfortable being me. And, and as I was told today by a mutual friend, uh, you just tell it like it is. And, you know, I think that's the way that uh, I was raised. And it's never meant to be hurtful or uh, disrespectful. But, you know, I think people have to hear kind of the skinny on things and in my role as our chamber leader you know i think uh if you talk to a business or you talk to a member or you're talking about the future i was emailing with our board today about a conversation that happened last night on development which we can talk about i, I want Ron them to Anderson's be informed event? yeah commissioner anderson along with her colleagues called for a workshop on a number of issues the mediterranean bonus as of right builds and other types of uh projects because as you know it was a significant issue during the election and i think the neighborhood associations really look to commissioner anderson as uh their go-to when it comes to uh how's the turnout? having their voice heard they had a really great turnout you know i think you and i discussed what the prediction was i was way off uh they had about 200 on the zoom that's another she, 75 or 80 in the that's room what, uh commissioner anderson says she she's in minimum 200 she yeah, is it was closer to 300 Congratulations to Commissioner Anderson. Now, they they did a public notice that her to be there. Was your other commissioner? No, there? all of them were there. All five participated. The mayor chaired the meeting. Uh, there was a lot of public comment. Probably live public comment was more, uh, more prevalent than the Zoom public comment. Plus, it went from 7 until about 10. So that's a long time to ask people to Zoom in or participate. Um, but I just think by the participation alone, uh, you understand that folks have a, a lot to say around future development. That's exciting. So you know, speak about sure photography. Today's photography day. Photograph. Who's your favorite photographer? I have three favorite photographers. Okay. So my fa my favorite photographer was the first presidential photographer, and he photographed Abraham Lincoln in the Civil War, Matthew Brady. Mr. Brady. Yeah, Matthew Brady. Then I would say my, you know, my go-to guy for landscapes, um, the Everglades, uh, you know, I have a beautiful picture of a ghost orchid that he took is Clive Butcher. Is he still alive? I don't, I don't know. I met him at a Coconut Grove Arts Festival 
years and years and legend. years ago. Absolutely a legend. And I didn't know a lot about him, but I bought the Ghost Arcade because he was also the um, official poster that year. And I had it framed. It hung in my office for years and years. It was a Ghost Orchid at three different phases of the day. Same Ghost Orchid, but morning, high noon, and in the evening, the dusk. And how different each of those shots look. And you, know, you and I think that's like, go up, click. He probably took thousands to capture the right the right look and feel and the light and the you know the dying of the of this of the sun um and uh you know i just love it and then my favorite in terms of like celebrities annie leibovitz uh, had a chance to meet her we did a program with her at books and books a number of years ago and it was annie leibovitz at work and it really was a great book that looked at people in their working space whether they were celebrities or not it was a great, captivating title um, for folks like me who work with businesses each and every day. And listen, we take a, a ton of photographs. You help us do that. We do videos and photography, and we feature. And, and right now, you know, people really react to, um, to that because they've missed that personal day-to-day, one-on-one interaction. Okay, so quiz. Those are my three. Quiz. Yep. Your favorite two letters has been in the, up to – Five weeks ago, UF. Your three new favorite letters <laughs> are STU. That's right. St. Thomas University, where I've been teaching all summer. Um, have class tonight. And guess who uh, my guest speaker is tonight? Grant? No. Grant, I would love for you to be there. But who is it's it? It's Dr. David Armstrong, the university president. Wow. So I reached out to him to thank him for the opportunity to be back on the adjunct faculty. And uh, he was very gracious. And I said, hey, would you think it would be possible for you to come in and talk? to my grad students, especially a class on negotiations. And he said, I would love to. And he's coming tonight. And you know what? I asked the students last week. I'm like, how many of you have met with, met the president? None have met him. And it's not because David's not accessible. I think when you are a grad student and you work all day and you come to class at night, you're not as connected as like a traditional master's level student, doctoral level student, or undergrad and um so they're gonna meet him for the first time and i gave him some talking points they just hired a new basketball coach so i wanted him to talk a little bit about that process and negotiation you know there's, there's articles every single day two dolphin players one who signed over the weekend and another xavier howard who was looking for an extension even though he just got an extension and we'll do a little case study on that tonight about when it's appropriate to be negotiating etc i met mr armstrong right yeah dr armstrong i, I just said hello to him at one of your events. Yes. You could feel that was two years ago, right? It's probably almost two years ago. He could feel when he spoke, you could feel the electricity oh. through the building. And and that's gonna empower the school as you know, Dr. Frank, brilliant. Sure. But you know, before that it was Donna Shalala. Right. And you can feel her electricity. And you know, this guy Armstrong is gonna take St. Thomas to a new level. I mean, you have to realize that university presidents are CEOs. And in many cases, the skill set that they are required to have uh, can transcend the skill sets you might see in a Fortune 500 company. So think about a university president. Uh, in many cases, faculty want them to be an academic. Alumni want them to be a fundraiser. Students want them to be you know, accessible and connected. Um, some of the faculty want them to be an accomplished researcher or top of their game in terms of their uh, their own education. And probably more than anything, they have to be 
incredibly outward facing when it comes to community issues, political issues, and even going and dealing with issues at our state um, in terms of Tallahassee. And so I've always been in awe of presidents. When I was a master's student at Florida, I took a class on the college presidency. And one of the things that was fascinating is when we had to do a paper on a, a university president, but really was the compare and contrast because, you know, over time, over time, there have been challenging searches to replace a president that kind of blow up because faculty want something, alumni want something, administration wants something else, board of trustees want something else. This just happened at Florida State two weeks ago. They were very much moving in the direction of hiring a former secretary of education, more politically connected. Their outgoing president, John Thasher, is a former speaker of the House of Florida. And the faculty state finally of, stood Florida, up, right? yep, finally stood up and said, we want an academic. And that's who they hired. First time in quite a few cycles. Florida's been through that as well, whether we were hiring Marshall Kreiser, who was more of a politically connected fundraising, you know, prowess versus what we have now in Kent Fox, who's an academic, an engineer, a theologian. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who discovered TikTok and the students love it because he's a little bit nerdy, but he's so connected in all of his constituencies. And he came from Cornell University. So, you know, came from the land grant of New York to the land grant of Florida, from a private institution to a very large public institution, but took all of those skills, just like Julio did when he came to Miami, had been the dean of the College of Public Health and had been a, a minister in the, uh, the government of, uh, of Mexico. And, um, you know, you never know what all of those things will bring to the table. So I love it. And I can't wait for the students to kind of chat with him. I think they'll be pleasantly uh, surprised and they will feed off that energy. I know I did. So speak about St. Thomas. You had a great event at UM last week. We a did. A great event. Thank you so much. You know, we hosted our annual legislative roundup. We had six of our local legislators. So I want to say a special thank you to our Miami-Dade delegation chair, Ana Maria Rodriguez, Senator Rodriguez. And she was joined by Representative Nick Duran and Representative Busata Cabrera, uh, who both represent the Gables, by our Senator Ileana Garcia, who also represents the Gables, Michael Grico, um, uh, Juan Fernandez Barquin. I mean, just a great group. I saw that another one of our chambers is doing this event, uh, and I kind of chuckled because it's a lot of the same people. But um, I think it's coming up in a couple weeks. But Which they one? used exactly the name of our of our event. So uh, I don't know that. Which one is that? Forward okay. <laughs> so I was there. Listen, I'm glad for people to do what we're doing because we've been doing it for more than a decade and. We probably had about 50 or so folks there, and we did right. it both in person and on Zoom. It was impressive because Anna Marie Rodriguez, I've known, I don't know, 25 years. Probably back to when she worked at Baptist. Yeah, and then, she, and then after that, she worked with Bob Levy. Mm -hmm. It was the other way around. But she did a great job. Michael Grieco, who's, you know, it's Republican-driven uh, in Tallahassee, but he, this, they all talked about working together. That was impressive. They weren't talking about Republicans or Democrats. You're we all no. talking about how do we work together. And that was great. And Joaquin's, you know, he's a class act. You know, one of the things that happens in Tallahassee is that, you know, our delegation, if we're not together, then we're behind the eight ball very quickly. Miami-Dade County is a donor county. So whatever we're paying to the state in terms of education, in terms of dollars that come out of Miami-Dade County, don't come back. 100%. We're helping fund other counties, more rural counties, smaller counties. 
all across the state. So, you know, if Alberto Carvalho had every dollar back that we sent up there, I mean, he would be in hog heaven. But instead, you know, he's having to work every single angle and lobby every single year. And this was an unusual session because the Senate was not open. And so you couldn't go in and have those meetings. You had to go to the Tucker Center and appear on a large screen and speak to the members Wait, of the can Senate. Can you talk about Ronnie Book? He spoke. Yeah, so Ron Was Book, that planned? Yeah, Ron was, was invited. He lobbies for the city. So he was going to give an update on the city and also the budget because he's a very strong um, guru on appropriations. And, you know, one thing I love about Ron, not shy to share what he thinks and, two, not short on energy. But what he said, and he, he turned around to those six. He had he, a short joke. He said, no. Okay. He said, you know, because of you, because of each of you working collaboratively, working across the aisle, working in a way that was really about greater Miamians first and partisan politics second, we did better in terms of the budget. We did better in terms of new legislation. And everybody up there had a signature piece, whether it was Senator Garcia or Nick or Demi, all of them had a signature legislation that not only are they really proud of, but remember, they have to run every two years. You know, it's funny because Ron Book weaved it perfectly to get it, to make everybody understand. I think so. Uh, Ron Book's an interesting guy. Uh, we, I wrote a bunch of stories, not in his favor, mm -hmm. about the uh, homeless issue. But you want something? He's a big boy. You shake hands and keep on going. He's a big boy. He, he, understands. he wouldn't be who he is. He wouldn't be successful. I mean, can you imagine walking in, I don't know how many times, uh, a session to a particular legislator's office, and you're advocating on behalf of a client. And it's not that you don't believe in it. It's that you are so focused on educating them. And I think Ron is one of those who's lucky enough to pick clients who he is in agreement with. So you're there really speaking from the heart. I mean, he's been very involved in the homelessness issue here locally. He's chaired the, the trust for many, many years. He's worked on a myriad of issues. Uh, his daughter is in the Senate now. Um, There's rumors that she might be running for governor. Well, maybe that would be now. interesting. Maybe not now, but you know, she's going to be, I believe, the minority leader. And so that's a big leadership post, you know, for the Senate. You know, really very powerful folks have been in that role before, you know, our our friend uh, Ganny Gelber from Miami Beach was a minority leader in the Senate. And, you know, the Senate's a little bit more like, you know, uh, an august body. There's only 40. Uh, the margins are a little bit different. I think at one point it was like 28, 12. Um, but, you know, they work more collaboratively. And senators can file as many bills as they like, whereas representatives can only file up to six. So, you know, there they have to be a little more choosy. They can add their name to any number of them. I mean, our good friend Vance Lupus uh, is a wonderful co-sponsor for, for so many bills. He really is the bridge between uh, the Democratic and Republican parties. He's a go-to to every both parties. Yeah, they'll come to him, the Republicans, and say, I need you to reach out to so-and-so and help me. And the Dems will say, can you help me with this one? And, of course, he's an expert on all things early childhood. The so art of negotiation. It is the art of the deal. I love Vance. If you're watching, we miss you. You're supposed to send me, make sure I have the right number. I, I sent like, it to you. No. I feel like maybe. You didn't call him. Oh, you want to call him now? I just, you will. So while you're talking about that and making a call, let me just tell you, you know, the chamber, our chamber began probably about 12 years ago, putting together a more robust portfolio with regard to legislative affairs. So we started working locally 
working at the county level, working at the state level and DC. We now do two fly-ins a year. Those were never part of what our chamber did when I started 15 years ago. And we learned. We traveled a couple times with the good folks at Greater Miami Chamber, and we learned best practices, and then at the right time, we went out on our own. So now when we go to Tallahassee, generally we'll take 20 to 25 people with us. It's quite an incredible scene because I think the legislators are very impressed when they see people taking time off of work, paying out of their own pocket. Are they wearing orange jackets? Oh, who used to wear the jackets? North Miami Beach. North Miami, no, uh, North, North Dave. Dave. And it was our friend Elaine Adler, and they were the Redcoats. And they would say, the Redcoats are coming. The Redcoats are coming. All right, so you got you got an event going on uh, Thursday? So we have two events Thursday. In the morning, we're joined by Mayor Vince Lago and the Consul General of Canada, Susan Harper, a program we're doing jointly with the Canadian Consulate called Emerging from COVID, COVID Stronger, more sustainable and more focused on the future. And we've got close to 60 people Where's that event? joining us. It's on Zoom. So you'll hear from Vince and from Susan. And then we have a panel of five, including two folks zooming in from Canada, including Lawrence Ita, uh, who is the chief innovation officer of the city of Toronto. Do you know that Toronto is not only the biggest city, biggest city in Canada, it's the fourth largest city in North America, three million residents. And um, I can't city wait. By itself? Just the city of Toronto. So, you know, that's similar to our size, 2.8, 2.9 million. But but that's the whole county. That's correct. Or, or 35 municipalities. Okay, so Thursday night, you have a big event. Thursday night, we're super excited. I know you're going to be joining us with Howard. And we're going to be at uh, our friends at the uh, shops at Merrick Park. And if you're not familiar with that, well, that mall now is about to celebrate 20 years. And we're doing a really cool progressive event. We're starting at a new restaurant called Eclectico which is owned by Ramsey, who owns Sawa. We'll do a ribbon cutting there with Mayor Lago. And then we'll travel to Tommy Bahama, get you ready for Father's Day, over to 120% Lino. Is it true you don't answer the phone on Father's Day? You're afraid you're going to get calls all over the country? That isn't true. Oh, that's what rumors are, that you don't answer. Oh, that I have yeah, fathered that, a lot of children? No, that you just don't answer the phone just in case. I mean, I like the idea of that. It would certainly be counterintuitive. Interesting. But, you know, let's explore that in our next show. Absolutely. I will answer the phone. You know, I have to call my mother on Father's Day. Okay. Because even though my father died now 15, 16 years ago, she feels like I should call her on their anniversary, his birthday, the day he passed, and on Father's Day. So I have to keep, you know, typically when the person passes, they're off the payroll, right? And you move on to new people new people that are born or come into your life. So I have to call on uh, November 17th when he passed away. I have to call on March 21st, his birthday, Father's Day, and their wedding anniversary, which is this Friday. Mom, happy anniversary. So sometimes she watches the show. She did accuse me of asking you all here to block her. Never. Watching the show. Never. And I want you just to tell them that that, tell her that never happened. Never. And then secondly, um, yeah, I'll call her on Friday. That is her uh, anniversary. She and uh, Edgar were married in 1966. Um, so, you know, they were married 39 years. And uh, now we're going on, what, close to, what, 50-some if they were still uh, married. What year was it? 1966. 1966. I was in third so grade. I'm, I was in I'm third grade. 53. It would be 55 years this year. Hmm. 
All right. So so you've got a big event at Merritt Park. Yeah. So there's still space available. I think Morgan put in the chat that if you want to join us, you can register to do that. I think it's just $10 and you get some food and drink. And we've got a couple drawings. Our last stop is at another new store. So two new stores. Are they members? Two legacy stores. All of them are members of ours. That's exciting. It is. Timothy Alton out of the UK. Timothy is uh, an incredibly gorgeous interior designer who grew up in his father's antique shop. And so many of his gorgeous pieces are inspired and informed by him growing up. And if you love leather and you love beautiful soft goods and you love the United Kingdom, you'll love Timothy Alton up on the second floor, right above 120% Lino. Can't wait for Tracy and her team to host us. I talked with her today. We'll probably have somewhere in the neighborhood of 40 to 50 folks. And wow. We used to do this event early on in my tenure. It was, um, it was a progressive event. And then it kind of petered out, and our relationship with Merrick Park wasn't as strong. But really, thanks to Andy Peach and uh, Nikki and Junior, the whole crew there, you know, they worked so hard. And then we've invited a bunch of the merchants to come as our guests. That's very exciting. Yep. All right. So, May, you, you hit a home run, your team. Your team hit a home. They did. They did a great job. And I think almost everybody on the staff had a sale. Really, really incredible. You know, Morgan worked on an alliance that we have with Mercedes. -Benz. I, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I said Morgan worked on an alliance, oh, oh. plus she brought in a member that's making our beautiful new pins. Um, of course, Jen has uh, has really hit her stride now in the kind of 90-day I, I period. like where her office is, right outside your office. You know, that's done purposely. Yeah, to make sure that you're working or her working. I think it's um, her keeping an eye on me. Okay. Um, but, you know, today I was, over I was overhearing a conversation, and I died laughing because the person answered the phone, and she's like, hey, so-and-so, it's, it's Jennifer from the chamber. And I, he obviously re responded, and she says, she goes, where did you go? She goes, you've disappeared on me. She goes, don't do that again. And then she says, and I know you were going to join, so let's do your membership right here on the phone. Did she close it? Oh, she closed them right on the phone. Jen? Matter of fact, I'm looking at it right now because I think I just got a sales update, okay, so which you includes have, that closing. Right, right now, you have yeah. nine new members and two Well, two, let's two see gems. because she's sending me an update. As of this morning, we did. So... Here we go. We get a little grid each day. So yeah, we're at nine, and uh, okay, we're at nine. Great. We do have one gem that is in the hopper that just hasn't been reported. Wait, can, um, uh, Mar Morgan, after you wake up from your nap, can you list the new members? She has them. Yeah, I know on the on the on oh the, on the grid. What do you want to go over them? Yeah, absolutely. Campbell okay. Law, and that where are they located? So they're a new one. I had them confused with Campbell Law um, Firm. This is a different group, Campbell Law Group. Village Medical Center, USA Sports Theory. Carlos Boti came as a resident, but he's also a um, plumber, realtor. Okay. Then we have Borcat Plumbing Services, 718 Management Group, MDL Travel Service, and Nicholas. And then we just had the new one that I mentioned that's coming in as Nicholas well. Nicholas joined as a... They've been a longtime trustee, but after working with Matt Love and Perry Ann Reed, I love that um, name. You know, the goal was coming to up the bat, Perry move Ann the Reed. needle, move the needle with them. So you know, there's so much going on. Even though it's June, we're halfway through June. We're okay, nine see, weeks from our annual conference. See, you think it's June right now because of the everybody's out. It's like January. It's like everybody's excited. I guess so. I mean, I, I think there's two schools of thought. It's like, you know, where am I going this summer? And am I driving or flying? 
So we were on a committee meeting last week and I had everybody go around the room and say where they were going. Almost everybody was going to be driving. But the places I heard over and over again were like Nashville. I heard about Colorado, two people going to Colorado. I mean, pretty impressive. I'm, I'm going to Cutler Bay. Cutler Bay is very lovely this time of the year. Maybe. So I have four trips planned. So I'm going to New York. With who? I'm going with, I'm not, I don't want to say because it's a surprise okay. trip. Tommy, uh, are you going God to New York son, with him? With my godson and his sister. <laughs> Frank, you heard he said? What? I said, were you invited? He goes, no, maybe the other producer was. Are you talking about Howard? I sent him a DM. So I'm going to New York. Uh, boys trip weekend with Taylor. Okay. We're going to Savannah. And we're going to see, uh, you know, what we like to do together is go to minor league baseball games. Their stadiums are cool. Their stadiums are great. Their menu is usually over the top. Do you know the, the, the AAA team in Savannah? Tommy? Tommy? Uh, Sandflies or Sand... Close. Sandnets? The Bananas. Oh, okay. So we already have our matching shirts. And when we go, and then we're going, and then I'm going to uh, St. Augustine, just me for four days, a little R and R. Where? St. Augustine. No, no. What hotel? Um, Casa. Okay. Casa Monica. Right. It's an autograph collection. Okay, just here. Is that the secret code? And then I'm going to Detroit for my niece's wedding. I, I think I told you this. I'm marrying she yes. and her yeah. nephew. I'm the I'm the uh, the priest or whatever the Speak term. Speak about is. Nashville. Tim, the mayor of Cutler Bay. Tim Mirbot. That's where he asked his girlfriend to marry him. Oh, that's very sweet. Now, I don't know Tim very well. Great, great guy. Um, but I did see last night that our friend Karen Cunningham retired. had a surprise retirement party over the weekend. What? Were you invited? No. Karen, why wasn't I invited? I was feeling a little low. I mean, I have been following her daughter on social media for several years now. You know, when she went through some very serious medical issues. She's her a recovery, Megan. And then she met Rusty. And I was like, I loved Rusty from the minute she talked about him because, you know, he seemed like the kind of guy perfect for Megan that was just perfect. But it took her a while to get there just because she'd been going through her own medical issues and they were in law school together. And now they're engaged and it's he like, is adorable. But it's a, it's it's like Romeo and Juliet. It's so I guess adorable. So it's beautiful Except that their families were not at odds. Uh, no, and but, nobody drank poison. No, but but it's they're adorable. getting married in California. But I know almost ninety nine percent of this because I follow Megan on social media, and then every time I see Karen, I'm like, I adore your daughter. She's a tiger. She, you know, she had some issues. Yeah, health issues. Pretty she, significant, and, and she, she kicked, worked her way through it. She kicked her butt, and, yeah. and now she's got Rusty, who's like a little bit of a ginger, who's super adorable, and, that, and they're both lawyers. And Karen just retired. I think thirty from UTB. Or the school system, or is that both? All the same thing. All the same. Okay. She was a teacher, then became a, I guess, steward for the UTD. Yeah. Then she went back to teach. She took off a couple months. Uh, 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 just took off a couple months to take get Palmetto in order. She went back to work and re and just retired. A, a well, big, two of party. my favorite people, and you know, we have a lot of people who run for for office uh, in this community. But you know, I always applaud those who are there to serve and you can tell uh that she uh loves that role and cares about her community and i just she she applaud. if any weakness she has she loves her community so much that you know when somebody says something they get she's a little sensitive because she loves palmetto bay i understand she, she i think she grew up in manglewood 
that's part of Palmetto Bay, and uh, she's a Palmetto grad. I think it's awesome. She's got a great family, and I'm super excited that her brother lives chapter, in Coconut Grove or something. Next chapter of her life will be, you know, gaining a new son-in-law, and and whatever you know happens from there. That she's so young. Who, Megan Karen. Or, or Karen? Yes, both. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how Karen, how old Karen is. We're not discussing that. I'm oh. just saying she's got a whole other chapter or two ahead of her. You know, we used to share. Um, our Broadway tickets were next to each other in the same box. So she was one box over, but our chairs were like right by each other. So I would oh, always romantic. see her. It was awesome. And she always had really cool people with her. Really sweet. I was not, Karen never invited me. Well, your idea of culture is Arbiter, dogs, dogs playing poker. Speaking of arbiters. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I went there. I took the niece and the nephew there Saturday. So, you know, Taylor loves to. I have to interrupt you. What? You, you, you. You, you get we're on the phone. I you say talk, you have to. I, I do because you're talking about our betters. You get me all cranked up, and then you don't invite me. You just take off with your family. What's more important? Because I didn't think we were going. I told you that's what I wanted to do, but he was at my house. So one of the things I love about Taylor is that he's super handy. But secondly, what I love is he's like, I'm coming over to do X. And then when he gets there, he does X, and then that creates Y and Z. So always one project begets another. So there was some like bubbling of the paint on my porch. So I had gotten some water behind it. So it needed to be scraped down, prepped and repainted. So then I went yesterday, took the paint chip and went to Home Depot and gave it to the guy and he Where, matched it. Where's a Home Depot near you? The closest to me is in Hialeah and it's an awesome one with great parking. And um, I love it, you know, because it wasn't super busy. I, you know, I got the paint, which is like a Pacific blue. And so now I'm like, I have the paint. And now he's like, okay, and now we need to work on this and this. So then I have to go do like something else. So like Saturday, I had gotten up around 6.30 and then, you know, taking the dog out. And then I fell back asleep for a little bit. And then I hear a noise and I kind of come me, to. knocking at the door? No, he oh. was outside already working. And he's like, hello, are you in there? What's going on? I'm like, oh my God, I fell back asleep. So then we were working for the next three or so hours. I ran a couple of errands, like going to the village hardware. I had to get some, uh, you know, heavy duty ant killer. When you say Village Hardware, you mean the hardware store in Miami Springs? Yeah, it's called Village Hardware. Okay. And so I love the people there because it's super, you know, homegrown, home owned. And on the circle? It's not. It's close. It's close to Virginia Gardens. Okay, so it's gotcha. down by the, the entrance. Vito's Bakery. Oh, near the entrance. Yeah. So I go in there, and you know, I always have to ask where anything is. So while I'm there, then he needs something else, and then I had left, and then I came back. And then he he couldn't explain it, and so he came over in his golf cart, and then you don't have a golf cart. I don't. I, I don't think I need one. Now his golf cart is awesome. Right. So yesterday we did a video on. By the way, it's super hard to get a golf cart. Okay. Well, okay. okay. Like, At a good price. Well, forget it. Like even just to get one on order, I think it took them like four months. So yesterday we did a video. It's Aaron's editing it now. Yep, I saw that with Vanel Martinez from VIM. Wait, this guy. He's a financial advisor. Yeah, global not. advisor. He's not. You see, he's a singer. He's a performer. I told him one day a few months ago, he was telling a story about being a judo. Black belt. Black belt, and that he goes to national competitions. And As a judge. judges them. And I always say this to people. like I'm like, oh, no. how do I not know this? Like I, I'm, I'm a naturally curious person. I don't want to be no nosy. But I'm naturally curious, and I want to, you know. See what's going on, but you know, he's a very handsome fellow, very accomplished. Matter of fact, we had his company do some quoting for us on something for our employees, a benefit we're trying to upgrade for the fall. 
And, uh, and then the music thing I didn't know about. So I told him, you know, we have members of the chamber who are very talented, some of whom have wanted us to do a talent show. And, you know, whether you sing or you dance or you twirl a baton. Well, this guy could sing. Oh, he can sing. And he could dress. There's and, expensive threads uh, on him. Yes. He's a great guy. And he's a new trustee, but he's been super involved in the chamber as a diplomat and other types of programs. So always glad that you partner with us to showcase our new trustees, but also really glad that we have folks like Vanel who say, I want to spend my time, effort, and energy in the chamber because there are a lot of organizations oh, out there. All I ask, the oh. next in-person thing yeah. that he's there, you have to pop on that video. You got to pop that I'm video. I'm not sure he wants everybody to see It's it. great. I he's singing it's and great dancing. Too. It's he's impressive. super talented. And he had super long hair back then. Yeah. All right. I have no videos. Today, like the that. first day of summer? Or this nope, weekend? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday's the first day of summer and, and Father's Day together I, I what are your boys doing for you well one's in atlanta right he's got yeah. a nice girlfriend recent graduate right they both just graduated get their so doctor physical good. therapy they're good we're good over there and, and blake blake he's you know waiting to start um again okay and we're so gonna take you out you know get reservations now blake no. tough to get a reservation on father's day although a lot of fathers don't like to go out they like to barbecue oh and be at home Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Where can we take you? Okay, summer reading. I mean, you do make me call you daddy periodically. Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy. Okay, so summer reading. What's, your, what's going on? So um, on Sunday, we'll be releasing our annual summer reading list with books and books. Uh, they're finalizing that for us this week, but we always release it on the first day of summer and encourage you to do three things. You know, spend this summer reading. Even if you're traveling a little more than you did last summer, support your local independent bookstore like Books and Books and really fall in love again. Maybe there's a favorite author, a favorite genre. You know, I am a giant fan of, you know, uh, presidents and anything historic. I just got a book that David Lawrence recommended to me on Abraham Lincoln and Mary Todd Lincoln, and it really kind of delves into their relationship, their marriage. Um, they were very much the idea of a power couple back in the day. And a lot of people don't know this, but Abraham Lincoln was uh, long courting and in love with a woman named Anne Rutledge who died suddenly. And he went into a pretty long period of malaise and depression. And by the time he connected with Mary Todd, she would have been considered a spinster because she was an older sister whose younger sisters were married. And it didn't seem like it was going to be in the cards. And uh, their marriage was very much a partnership. She was equally up to the task of you know, guiding him. And of course they had tremendous tragedy. Not only did he pass away, but three of their children did not live to mature. I was watching the HBO movie now, but with Abraham Lincoln in it. Okay. Got a personal question. To yeah. ask you. I don't know him other than hi. Mitchell Kaplan. Is yeah. he as nice as he yeah, looks? More so. I mean, I don't, you know, his kids went to him the same school. My kids went to, but they were much younger. His kids played basketball. He has two boys. Yep. And, Twins. And, I go and I say hi to him. You know, he, I don't. I don't know if he even knows who I am. He just seems like a good guy. He is all of the above. So, so, and just to put it in proper context, when I came to the chamber 15 years ago, I made a list of 10 people. How much? How much did you weigh then? Oh, uh, four seventy-five. And how much do you weigh now? Three ten. So you lost a hundred. Holy, hundred and sixty-five pounds. Uh, over that period, and that went up and down after I lost the initial weight loss. I had gotten to about 385 
and then kind of plateaued and kind of stuck. And then I I, I measure by weight, not by time. I, I knew you were one of 30 pounds ago. Oh, I said, to finish about Mr. Kaplan, 15 years ago, you started. 15 years ago, I made a list of 10 people I wanted to see and connect with when I first started the chamber. He was on that list of 10. He was the 10th person that I met with just because of schedules and time over the first six to eight months. And when we got together, he you know, had about 30 minutes for me. We sat in the cafe. Our conversation went on for well over uh, an hour and a half. And he finally looked up. He goes, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's, you know, such and such a time. And I said, you've been so gracious. And I said, may I just ask you one last question? He's like, of course. And I said, you know, you've been a member of ours at that time, probably 20 plus years. We had never collaborated. We had never worked together. We had never done anything together. I said, why did you keep writing that check for $500 every year? And he, he didn't skip a beat because this is exactly who he is. He goes, you know, Mark. I just knew someday somebody like you would come along who really cared about our businesses. And I'm not taking away from any of my predecessors, but we had a bond. I, of course, adore books. I adore independent bookstores. I visit one in every city that I visit. So I don't care if you're in Coral Gables or you're in Austin, Texas. I love bookstores. And there's always a great find in there. But more than that, it is a place that, in his case, is a convener. He brings the community together, not just for author events, but around conversations. Not everybody has that idea, energy, or talent. I agree. And he is just that nice. And uh, we have a great relationship. That day after we walked out, I literally floated out of that that store. I was like, it's amazing. And I promptly went to my car, and I dropped my keys into the sewer. Because I was just so, like, out to lunch. Right. We, we, we don't have I know, I know you got we have three minutes you you have to leave we have the you an, asked i know annual conference so Some, i want to make sure folks are aware that our annual conference is august 19th and 20th three things i want to tell you is that thursday night we will be hosting our george merrick dinner that will be at the biltmore hotel we will be honoring a great gableite we're changing the format a little bit for covid because we need to reduce the amount of people that can attend that event so instead of the 330 that the ballroom holds we're going to cap our event at about 175 tables of six. So stay tuned for that. We should have an announcement for you in the next probably 20 days. So Thursday and Friday is the goals conference. Yeah. And then Friday, the program will be at the Biltmore as well. And uh, we're we're, uh, presented by Doctors Hospital. So we're working with Elsa Powers. Shout out to Elsa. She had a little procedure today and we're thinking about her. And of course, Javier um, Hernandez-Lichtel, their CEO. And we've got some great highlight programs planned. We're going to focus on DNI. We're going to focus on DNI diversity and inclusion. Okay. We're going to focus on what's going on at our airport and port and global businesses. And um, I'm super excited to tell you that the Miami Marlins um, have uh, partnered with us to have Kim Eng, the GM, uh, serve as our luncheon keynote. And so I know a lot of folks had Kim come and speak at the lunch or speak at programs up until now. We decided to wait for two reasons. One, we wanted the perfect opportunity. And two, you know, she'll be through basically the first season. And so there's an opportunity to stop calling her the new. We can literally discuss how the season has gone. Yes, Tommy, you are invited today. Tommy will be there and we're super excited. And, you know, if you know her story, uh, it blows you away. And it doesn't mean that because she's a man or a woman, but she's an incredible general manager, professional, have you and met her, um, personally, we have never met. 
So I'm looking forward. I, I'm I'll excited. be interviewing her. I, I'm excited. First of all, the way you interview the two chairs, you're doing it the same thing, right? Yes. It really it puts everybody at ease. And, I and, think so. It's a it's a small skill set I had. It's me and Barbara Walters. You know, we're taking turns. Uh, right. I think. But you, I try not to make you cry. No. But we'll be announcing the theme next week. But I'm just going to sing you this song to give you a little taste. Okay, go. Reunited, and it feels so good. There you go. Okay. We got Save the date. We got uh, Summer Loving, Fair Trials, Olympic yep. Trials. Go for so it. So Summer Loving promo is on right now. So reach out to Jen if you want to join our chamber or upgrade your membership or round out your investment as you're looking into summer and fall and really want to put together a strong portfolio for growing your business. We are partnered with the uh, folks at Fairchild Tropical Botanic Garden in their Jurassic Garden. Thank you, Sheree Gladwell. That runs through the 18th. We're going to have some passes that we will be doing a drawing for, so stay tuned for that. And if you're not excited about the upcoming Olympics in Tokyo, then you are not watching the Olympic trials, whether it's swimming and diving, whether it's Simone Biles winning her seventh national championship in a row. Remember, all of these athletes waited an extra year. Some of them were already at the twilight of their career. And they're still competing. And they're still competing. Um, you know, I saw uh, some of the trials last night. A couple of Gators and former Gators qualified, which is super cool. In baseball, there's two Miami kids? There could be. I mean, I forget how we do baseball. We don't use the professional teams like they do with basketball. Don't they don't? Uh, no, they use uh, college and I think amateur. So it's a very good chance. They use minor leaguers as well, just not major leaguers. Oh, nice. He played tomorrow. So we're super excited. I love the Olympic Games. You know, my favorite sports are probably track and field, swimming, diving. Gymnastics is always a lot of fun. I love volleyball as a team sport. Um, Pride Month. We're here. Pride Month is here. Uh, we are going to be giving uh, the mayor um, – uh, as a gift from our chamber and part of our diversity and inclusion initiative, a um, pride flag to fly over City Hall. Now, which which colors? We did the new flag. Okay. You like because that? it's more inclusive. And I know the traditionalists may give us a little bit of a hard time, but I love the fact that it addresses people of color, people who've died from AIDS, and, of course, our trans community. Well, I, we we have a show with Damien Prodrone, and he talked about the flags. Mm -hmm. So that's why we know a little bit about flags. Well, Mark has to leave, or we would be here for hours. Mark, you're off to uh, you have to be somewhere in, in eight I minutes. I do love being with you. Uh, no, I just have to be on a call. I have a call with our new board members for Seraphic Fire. I know we never talk about this, but I serve on a number of community boards. So I'm the incoming chair for the New World School of the Arts. That'll be as effective in July. Uh, I represent the University of Florida there, and I am coming in after Maria Alonzo from United Way has had an incredible two-year term. Um, She's I serve, a nice lady. I met her a couple times. Great friend. We're actually born on the same day, May the 8th. Um, I find her uh, to be just a great partner, and we love the United Way. Then um, we're going to be uh, uh, stepping into – I'm in the treasurer role at the Children's Trust. I'm on the board of Seraphic Fire. The board of Zoetic Stage and uh, uh, working with City Year Miami. So it's been a busy summer. Well, the point of the story about Mark talking about it, be part of your community, volunteer, make Miami, Dade County a better place, make the United States a better place. And one way is to volunteer. Couldn't say it better, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget that your chambers have been essential businesses since the pandemic began. 
and many of us have been there for you for every step of the way. And now that we're starting to emerge from our cocoons, well, don't forget that your chamber needs you, not only from your membership, but really your involvement and your engagement. And while we have a number of chambers here locally, obviously, we want you to go where you fit best. At the end of the day, we're going to be there for you. We're going to encourage you to grow your business, help you find a great workforce, and be the resource that you need every single day. When we were young, ladies and gentlemen, Adele, and don't forget to go out and take a photograph today. Have a great day. <laughs>